What's going on, Seven Figures Nation? Leo Pinnell here again with a fantastic guest for you today, an expert. Again, our goal is to help you to join the Seven Figures Club and eventually the Eight Figures Club that so few of business owners ever get to. And by bringing you the experts who are going to give you the tools and tactics and strategies to make that happen, here comes Troy Erickson. He is one of the top copywriters in the world and one of the top email deliverability experts, which is really important as we're going to get into in just a minute. He has generated over $100 million in revenues since 2019 with his expertise. He is the owner of copywriting.org, emaildeliverability.com, mailgenius.com, and emaillistmanagement.com. His company is called Email Paramedic the leading email list management agency that has generated over $100 million for their clients since 2019 by improving email copy and deliverability. Troy has worked with Traffic and Funnels, The Sales Mentor, Rich Sheffron, REPP Sports, DShred, Joel Irwin, your friend, uh, Zipify Smart Marketer, Perry Belcher, very awesome, 10X Advisor Network, David Meltzer, love David, Sam Ovens, Jason Capital, Joe Morrison, Alex, uh, Katani and hundreds more. So welcome to the show, Troy. We're excited to have you. There are over 32 million businesses in the U.S. and over 90% of them will never break seven figures in annual sales. So how do we as entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs break into that seven figures club? This podcast will relentlessly share the secrets, strategies, and tactics I've used to create three multi-seven figures businesses and bring in even more successful entrepreneurs than me to share their inspirational stories and tactics to success. You can create your dream business in life right now. So buckle up and let's go. Hey, what's up, Leo? Thanks for the intro. I really appreciate that. Awesome. Well, today we're excited to find out a little bit more about your background before we jump into your area of expertise. I find that there's usually two paths towards entrepreneurship. There is that person who maybe was, uh, you know, doing door to door baseball cards or had the lemonade stand, something like that as they were growing up and was destined to become an entrepreneur. And then that, the other half, which is actually kind of where I fit in and Alex Hormozzi that followed everything by the book made mom and dad happy, got the good grades and into, you know, college a few years, you're like, actually, I think I, I don't want to go that traditional conventional route. It doesn't lead to towards freedom and it certainly doesn't lead to control. So what, what is your path been towards entrepreneurship and why did you, why did you decide to go that way? Definitely the latter, but a little mix of both. So my mom's side of the family has a really like old school hardware store um, so oh, there cool. is like a bit of entrepreneurship, but it, like I didn't like hear a lot about it growing up because it was, you know, a couple of generations in and it was just uh, the, the biggest thing that, that drove me growing up was baseball. Like I would literally awesome. just go work every yeah. single day with my dad and he'd throw me batting practice and he'd catch me. I would pitch and yeah. made it to high school. And at that point, um, I tore my UCL, which is the oh, wow. like Tommy John surgery, if you're familiar. Oh, okay, with baseball. yeah. Um, so that knocked me out for a year and that just taught me like the power of hard work, honestly. Like I, I, I thought I was already a hard worker before that, but then that happens. And like this career that you have envisioned for yourself just like comes to a halt and you have to reinvent yourself. And I did, I made it to college and I, you know, I just wanted to be a professional at that point, but yeah. I had some mental complications that happened after the surgery, the yips, 
If anybody knows what that is, it's basically like when you, out of like mental anxiety, you lose your ability to do something that you can normally do. So like I couldn't throw a baseball anymore, at least not accurately. And I got cut as a senior in college, which was basically like taking my identity, crumpling it up into a ball and throwing it in the trash can. That's what I felt like. Um, and, you know, maybe other people can relate to that too, in some way, shape or form when you thought that your life was going to go this way. And then you had to take a complete left turn. Um, so for me, that's kind of where, you know, you mentioned like baseball cards, for example, but, um, during college, like towards the end, when baseball wasn't going too well, I started diving in, uh, to some of those things and like flipping things on eBay. And I had a mentor named Grant Cooper that I, I followed in all places, Snapchat, and he would just talk about like, how to do this kind of stuff. And eventually he talked about Facebook ads. So I got into Facebook ads and that was my first real online experience. And I went on Upwork. I got a couple of clients under my belt. You know, I stuck with it for a couple months. And then I found this guy named Greg and he had this company called Burger Box, which was like a meal kit company before they were super popular. And I basically took what I learned in the course and I applied it to Greg's business and things went pretty well. And he was my first client. And then I ended up, uh, freelancing for Grant, the guy whose course I originally took. And then I basically had two clients, Greg and Grant. And one day, the the client that I got through Grant, he came to me and he's like, hey, we have to fire you. And I said, why? Like, I'm, I'm looking at the CPAs and we we're running a lead campaign and they were coming in cheap. Nothing really changed. And I said, why? And they're like, we can't tell you. I said, no, you're going to tell me why. I only have two clients right now. Uh, and they're like, all right, all right, fine. So like you're getting the leads, but all our emails are going to spam. And I was like, I don't know how to fix that, but like, give me time and I will fix that. So I said, you don't have to pay me right now. So I just went and I researched and I just looked up like, how do you get emails out of spam? Like, how do you write a good email? And like Greg had yeah. let me attempt it on his list a little bit. So I kind of just had some built up experience by, by being in the arena and doing the thing and just researching and like paying people for help. And by the end of that summer, this was in 2019, they went from 13K a month email revenue to 51K. So it was almost a 4X oh, wow. just because I went and I did my homework and I like did something that was beyond what I was asked to do. Um, and so at that point I looked around and Facebook ads were becoming a little more saturated, a little more definitely difficult with compliance. And I just never looked back. Yeah, no, amazing, amazing. So you started out, got into marketing, entrepreneurial, flipping a few things here and there, and you found a you found some expertise, a value that you could deliver. You've got two clients, and you're about ready to lose one. And instead of where most people would just kind of not really know what to do when there's a problem, you're like, I'm going to solve this problem. So email deliverability it continues to be a challenge for business owners. And for years, people have talked about the importance experts about building and growing your email list. But if you don't have email deliverability and people aren't opening those emails, then it's not quite as valuable as you want it to be in your business. And so as you dug into that challenge, what were some of the red flags that were leading to email deliverability back in 2019? Yeah. So a lot of it is not even just deliverability. It's just like simple stuff. So with that account specifically that like kickstarted everything for me, there were three main problems. It's like the first thing is they weren't really sending that often. So like, obviously okay. a lot of people yeah. build up this big email list and they think like, oh, I can't email people because they're going to unsubscribe. I'm like, okay, then why do you even have the list? 
Like exactly. everybody posts on social media like 10 times a day these days. So like, why don't you send more emails? Like it's the same thing. Um, so like we literally went from like one a week to three. And like nowadays I do every single day for a lot of our clients. Uh, but that was the first thing. Second thing is the content sucked. I'm just going to say it flat out. Like a lot of there people they just send emails and it's like, hey, we have this thing for you. Here's a coupon. But they don't understand that like, when people get emails every single day that with like coupons or discounts, or it's very transactional feeling, people don't like that. They see it all the time. It devalues your brand. What you really need to do, and this is the hard thing that people don't want to do, is you have to tell like actual legitimate stories and give legitimate value. So like the story I just told about myself at the beginning of this podcast, everybody listening to that, or at least most people were like, oh my gosh, that's really cool. I kind of like this guy a little bit more than I did five minutes ago. Same thing in an email. So if I go and I tell my story like that, and I'd be extremely vulnerable, how like I essentially lost my identity at one point and had to reinvent myself, people will relate to that and they like you more. And one of the reasons people buy from you is because they like you. So uh, spam is not always this technical mess. Sometimes it's just that your emails aren't very good and people don't want to read them. And if they don't open them, Basically, Google sees like, hmm, okay, well, less than 10% of people are opening these. Looks like nobody wants to read it. And then they throw you in spam. Um, The other thing that's going to cause issues for people is if they have a DKIM error or SPF or DMARC. So those are kind of like three, you know, we could go into the weeds about those if we wanted to. But um, if you ever want to test that, like if you have a Gmail inbox, open an email. In the top right, there's these little three dots, like an icon. Click on it, click show original, and it'll tell you if you're passing or failing those records. If you're failing, you probably need to reach out and get help. Um, But those are things that could cause spam issues as well. And then the last thing would be the promotions tab. A lot of people are familiar with it. A lot of people aren't. It's kind of like a a mini spam folder that Google uses. If you start going to promotions, you're probably going to end up in spam soon because promotions is like one foot in the grave. So those are kind of some of the things, more qualitative, more quantitative that can cause issues. And that was a lot of what that client was dealing with and what a lot of our clients to this day still deal with until we fix all that for them. Amazing. So many value bombs that Troy is dropping for you, for everyone today. Uh, my question to you, Troy, would be, you know, in the book, uh, Jab, 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 Hook by Gary Vaynerchuk, he, he talks about this delivering value. And you did, you did a great job of describing that, saying you're telling stories, you're being vulnerable, you're delivering actual solutions through stories and sharing you, your life, your authenticity to your customer, client and community that you're building through your email communication. And so is there a ratio that you feel is right of value, value, value before an ask? What do you feel like that ratio should be as, uh, you know, we come into almost halfway through 2023 and more and more people are fighting for attention, fighting for eyeballs. You've only got so much time to capture somebody. What do you feel like that ratio should be in today's world? Yeah, in general. So like for people that, so this is kind of how it works, how I set up my list is like, Usually people will come in from an ad or from organic or whatever, and they'll go through a sequence, right? So that sequence, depending on like what they opted in for, is going to be a little more aggressive in terms of trying to get them to like take the action that I want them to take. So if somebody sees my ad about running their email list for them, you know, like doing all their email marketing. Most of my emails right at the beginning are going to be directly about that. And if they don't, you know, respond to that, they don't book a call within the first like three or four emails, then I'm going to sprinkle in like every other 
is like something that's more personal or more of a value bomb. And then by the time they get out of that sequence and they're in my like pool, which is just like where I write my daily emails to and where I just, you know, write about anything that's on my mind, uh, I'll give value about 80% of the time. Um, And some weeks it'll be all value because maybe the next week I have, you know, some kind of promotion going on. So um, it's, you definitely want to be more aggressive um, going after, you know, whatever action it is at the beginning. And then later on, you just have to realize if they didn't respond to that, it's probably because they don't know why I can trust you yet. And a lot of people don't realize that because you can't see it on a stat sheet. But a lot of people, they need to consume so much content from you before they book a call. It might be a month. It might be two years. Who knows? Exactly right. So it depends on where that person's coming in to you on the journey. If they're coming in and they were looking for a solution to a problem and maybe we're downloading you know, your lead magnet, whatever that might be, then obviously you're going to be moving them forward, maybe to uh, book a phone call, maybe to go to a short uh, video sales letter, a workshop, a webinar to where they're going to take action and, you know, engage in your product or service. But at some point, if they don't take that action, then there's got to be a transition to content and building that relationship up. And I feel like that's an excellent ratio you just gave everybody uh, about 80%, basically four out of every five emails is going to be value. And then maybe that fifth is going to be a promotion or depending if you got a promotion the next week, then the entire week might just be value until you get to that next promotion. And that way you're building the relationship with them, et cetera, et cetera. So in uh, in one of Russell Brunson's uh, books, he talks about uh, email marketing and email communication. And he has something that he calls kind of the Seinfeld uh, formula or something like that, where, you know, in the 90s, Seinfeld was this great show, you know, for all of you young entrepreneurs like you, maybe you don't remember Seinfeld, but it was a great I show, very comedy. And, uh, and maybe that's why you're a great marketer, because you understand <laughs> Seinfeld, but it was kind of just about one topic getting your attention. So as you think about the value that you create on a daily basis, four out of five emails, what do you feel like some of the structures or keys to success are to putting together a good value email combining a story or something in there? Yeah. So the the first thing is really just having an interesting first line. Like don't even write the subject line yes. until you've written the yes. email. But yes. like if you look at a movie like Batman, The Dark Knight, for example, like you'll see this in movies yeah. all the time. It opens up and there's like a bank robbery going on. And you're like, I can't stop watching this because I need to know what happens. Well, same thing with an email. If you say like, hey, this is Troy from so-and-so or like, you know, know, like there are over 100 million people in the United States who use email marketing every day. Like nobody cares. Like you have to start with something that's weird. That's like a gut punch. That's relatable. Literally any of those things. And if you can do that, you're already just getting them to the next line and the next line and the next line. Um, But really, it's just thinking about good hooks and good angles. And in my phone, every time I think of like a good hook or an angle or like a story comes to my head or like, hmm, maybe I could correlate the story to this offer where I like tell the story and I sell something in the PS. Uh, My mind's always thinking about that kind of stuff. So it's not really when you sit down to write the email. It's like, did you do your homework for the yeah. previous week or for the month or year or whatever, where you just build up this database of like ideas in your phone. Um, so that that's the main thing. But yeah, like relatability, curiosity, um, social proof, uh, name dropping, even if it's you didn't like talk to a famous person, like if you were watching a show and they said something good, like any of those things, right? 
Um, comparisons, like if you like social media posts too, if you look at the viral posts, like a lot of them are like men versus women or talking about like very like topical things that are going on in the news right now. So if you take any of like those combination of things, um, or you just like go look at your Instagram explore page and just like write about something that's on there. There's all kinds of ideas that can pop up. And it's really all about the hook that you think of for the email to make a great first line. And then you just have to think about like, how can I tie this into like a point? How can I have a moral of the story? And sometimes the moral of the story is just you're teaching somebody something. And sometimes the moral of the story is like, hey, I'm teaching you this, but this product or service will help you get there faster. Hmm. Fantastic. And, and again, a massive value bomb that he just dropped everyone. So your email can be phenomenal, but if no one opens it, it doesn't matter. And the reason they're going to open it is based off of the headline, the subject that you're putting in that email, and maybe the short notes that are going to pop up as, as kind of a preview in there. But if that headline is not getting their attention, hooking them in, then they're not going to click on it. They're not going to open it. They're going to delete it. Everybody is getting more and more ruthless with their emails. They are unsubscribing. They are deleting. I know I begin my day with you know, clicking the select all to delete all the emails. And I start going through the ones that actually matter that I'm not going to delete, that I'm going to take the time to read. And if there is an amazing headline to that email, and, and so I guess the next question is, what makes a great headline? Yeah. So again, it just really comes down to like, you have to read the the story that you wrote and like the, so you started with a hook and then you wrote the email and then you think like, okay, what is the, like the, the weirdest or most relatable or most social proof back thing or something that has like a, a timeline in it. So if I'm like writing a more direct email, like how fast can somebody achieve this result? Or like, what is my promise for this person? Or like, like, why should they even open it? Like, think about it that way too. Like, what's in it for them? Not for me, but for them. Um, and a lot of times too on like personality lists. So if you have a personal brand, uh, you can actually do the opposite as well, where you say like my opinion on crypto or something like that. And everybody's like, oh, I follow this guy. I want to know his opinion. Um, so it, those are all the, the kind of angles you can use, but it's more like bits and pieces. So you want to take as many of those things as you can, and you can put in the subject. Um, I think there's like seven that are my go-to. So off the top of my head, it would be like relatability, credibility, curiosity, promise, time frame, um, topical like news, things like that. I think that was six of them there. But like any of those things, if I can get like two of them in a subject line, that's pretty good. Outstanding. Just amazing, amazing stuff there. So, you know, Troy, at this point, a lot of the audience, you know, we're business owners, we're trying to build that empire. We can't be experts at everything, but we've got to understand some of these skill sets and learn uh, some of these skill sets and become better at them. There's another option, though. You There's kind of two options, right? Number one, you can keep learning to do this and engaging your email list, and you're going to see some success at some point, hopefully, as you incorporate these things. There's another option where you work with an expert and an expert's team who can help accelerate the growth and the effectiveness of your email list that right now you're, you might not be doing. And, and I'd say the majority of business owners probably don't. And so what are the options that uh, a business owner, someone listening to right now could look at in terms of, you know, can Troy help me out with this? Uh, what are the different programs available where you or your team can add value 
and help them with this process. Because like you said, I mean, when when you help that business go from $13,000 a month in sales to $51,000, just making a few tweaks to the email, that's a, a huge 300% growth in income just from one month to the next. And a lot of business owners have an email list. And if they had the right email copy and formula put together, they could double and triple sales that they're right now not getting out of their email list. Yeah. So the first thing our flagship offer is just called email list management. So it, it is what it sounds like. We manage your email list for you. So we write all your emails, we make sure they all inbox, and we also write out your flows and your automations, which is like, you know, your welcome series or abandoned card or things like that. And there's a lot of like flows and automations that people didn't even know existed that we'll write. And like, <laughs> like, for example, there's one where like, if somebody clicks a link to like go to your website or your calendar and they don't finish their booking, we can send them an automated follow-up email. And a lot of our clients, you know, they get a lot of bookings from people who were about to book and they didn't book, mm. but they did, they rebooked because they got an email about it. Um, so yes. little things like that. So anything from the daily emails, the automations and flows, and we make sure everything inboxes. That's our main offer. It's just fully done for you where you give us a little info about yourself and you say, hey, sell a ton of this. And then we do it for you. The other option is it done with you. So basically we show you how to do all that kind of stuff. And, you know, mm. there's, oh my goodness, probably like 50 something videos in there. Or like if your team's going through it, there's like homework assignments and there's lessons. Mm. And there's a lot of people in there too that, you know, they want to provide email marketing as a service for their clients um, right. or they're getting into it. So we pretty much just have done for you and done with you. Like we don't it. sell too much other than that. Well, that, that covers the gamble right there because done for you, your team just takes it and runs with it. Done with you, I think about, oh, maybe I've got an internal marketing per person who I want to learn this expertise. Maybe put them to go through that uh, program to improve our email marketing. Or, or yeah, maybe you're trying to do it yourself and you want to learn that new skill and it's really in your in your skill set and your gambit, and it makes sense based on what you're doing. Maybe you're already in marketing. And so done for you, done with you. Where's the best place to connect and learn more about both of these programs, Troy? Yeah. So in podcasts, I normally send people to faqemail.com, which is basically like this database wow. of like, a great URL <laughs> of all the FAQs I get about email. Yeah, and like they that. just go there, you opt in. And then I give you this document that like answers all your possible questions that you can have. And I know they're your questions because I've been asked them hundreds of times. So that's why they're in there. Oh, um, this is great, guys. And how do you increase your open rates? How do you get more clicks? Guys, again, that is, um, what was it? It was openyouremail.com? It's faqemail.com. Oh, faqemail.com. There it is. And then, yeah, if um, if anybody listened to this and they're like, gosh, yeah, I just want to like chat about services, just reply to the email. So like I, I read the replies. So just say like, hey, listen to the podcast. Let's connect. And then I'll reply back. Outstanding. Again, everyone, that's faqemail.com. This is not a passive podcast. This is an action-taking podcast to give you the steps and tools to get to seven figures and beyond in your business. So faqemail.com. And you can start, uh, sometimes it's just understanding the right questions to ask. And obviously, a lot of us, we know what some of those are. But just in reading the questions on that page, it's going to give you new ideas. And then you want to take action and figure out, is it done for you? Is it done with you option, the better option for you so that you can start making progress? Because the sooner you start capitalizing on your email list, that's traffic you own 
not traffic you have to pay for. And if you manage that relationship, that's how you can grow your business exponentially and so forth. Troy, it's been amazing having you as a guest and sharing your expertise. Uh, if you could leave us one last thing, what's kind of an exciting example case study of how powerful this can be? You don't need to share names or anything, but what's kind of an example of how powerful this can be in making your email list work for you and how that can transition or transform your business? Yeah, there's two that always come to my mind. And thanks for asking. So one of them was um, a book publisher. So okay. they were making about like, they're pretty big. So they're making about two grand per email and they send every single day. Wow. We literally increased it by another two grand. So then they're averaging four grand per email. You so doubled it. If, if you do the math on that and you yeah. think about it, you're like, that's okay, exponential. So that's like an extra 60 grand a month. And yep. then we took care of their automations as well. And it's like, when you do all the math in your head, I think it was like 95 grand that they were making more per month. And that, that was actually just mainly a deliverability project. There's another one um, that's it's a supplement that was in GNC, again, really big brand. After two months, we took them from 52K a month to 179. So it was like literally a, a six-figure salary that we just increased by in email revenue. So it was wild. But um, there's a lot of smaller people we work with too that, that see good gains. But obviously, everybody likes to talk about the big numbers. So me Oh, too. yeah. Well, that's pretty darn exciting going from $2,000 an email to now... $4,000. I mean, that's basically, that's that's 2Xing the business just like that. And so if you got, so bottom line, if you'd like to double your results based on what's going on, in a lot of cases, you can do even more than that by getting deliverability up, by having the right email copy, et cetera, et cetera. This is how powerful this can be. And if you do it right, boy, it can, it can help you build your business, save your business for years to come. Troy, thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast. Yeah, thank you, Leo. I appreciate it. Are you looking for more seven-figure secrets, content, or even how you can launch your own recession-proof business? Then check out sevenfigures.com. That's the digit seven, F-I-G-U-R-E-S.com, where we share more videos, stories, strategies, funding solutions, entrepreneurial education, and even the secret business type that's recession-proof. Thank you for listening, and if you're finding value in our podcast, please give us a five-star and invite others to join the club.